And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John well, hello, it is the middle of April and we're getting towards actually the end with a lot of big fights coming up. We're going to talk about all that, all the action that's happening in the world of MMA. We've got our man podcast, David, the controls asleep again because we had to wake <laughs> him up for this show, but we are ready to go. <laughs> it's just the truth. And then you say, Dave, what happened? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Nothing. Just, yeah. I overslept. Okay. I overslept. What is John, that? John, it's 5 a.m. where I'm at. It's, it's right, 7 a.m. And it's, you were up. I'm confused. It's 7 a.m. where he is. Yeah. Two hours later, and he and is still sleeping. Sleeping like a little baby. You know what's funny, right? Is um, I asked Miss Threffall. Like I said, hey, like what's going on? Like we have Miss McCarthy. We've got Miss Threffall. Miss <laughs> Threffall. <laughs> and I said, hey. like I can uh, just call her TT. We're going to film early. And then, you know, it's like Dave's, Dave goes, well, you know, I'm going to, I I normally get up the kids and get them ready and stuff. So I'm going to have to have Tanya do it. Wait, you're still sleeping at seven. Are the kids not up yet? <laughs> like who's doing what with what? Kids been up, been fed. Dave's still. <laughs> hey, don't you have some fates to be a show for? Oh, no, 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 it. no. We no, want no, to talk is, about you. This is a great conversation. This right is now. what, this is what makes <laughs> this podcast fun for I us. Love it. I love this. It's so funny. When was he had text he had said, Yeah, I, I got I'll get it worked out with Tony. She'll work, she'll she'll get the kids up and get them ready. <laughs> like and so when I had to call you and wake you up, it's seven AM. Why are you guys not awake yet? It was, it past was a rough seven. It was a rough it was a rough night. It was a rough night. Okay, why was it a rough night? Here here comes Dave. Uh, I'm not putting I'm not putting stuff on in front of Dave. I'm not putting my personal oh. life out. Oh, oh really? Great. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. All right, well, hey, you know what? Dave is correct. We do have a lot of fights going on this weekend. Yes, we do. And so we're going to go ahead and start talking about that. It is really early here for me. I mean, I know I was up. I know I was up early and on time. Yeah, so, <laughs> you were on time. John, John was up was a little bit. Like John always. was here early too because he was here when I jumped on. So <laughs> it's great. It's great to know that two of us, you know, are, are on time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but hey, uh, this week we've got two Bellator cards this week in Hawaii. I cannot wait, and uh, I and, love going and to because Hawaii. Dave it. got up so late mm -hmm. and is so still sleepy. He still has, if you look at our screen, the wrong damn night on. <laughs> no, we said no. We said no, 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 no. We don't his, talk about the show on Saturday before we talk about of, a show that's on Friday. We don't talk about one of his as awake. One of his as awake and said, "Do you want to start with the big show first? And he said, "Yeah, okay." Just, well, which one do you want to talk about Friday? first? You want to start with the big show first? Let's start with the big show first. God no, no. Okay, let's start about Friday. Let's go Friday. Right. We let, we gotta let the old man go first. All right, so we have first we have uh, Bellator 294 Liz Carmouche versus uh, Deanna Bennett. Number two, their first fight, John was pretty damn good up until the last uh, until Deanna Bennett made a mistake. She hurt her ribs. Got I hurt in that fight. Got yeah. hurt. So she got hurt in in the third round. But it was one one going into that third round. It was a very close and good fight. Um, how do you see things being different this time? I really don't. I don't. I don't think there's going to be much difference other than Liz Carmouche now has 
ton of confidence. She had a great performance in her last fight, her first defense of her title against Juliana Velasquez. Learned how to approach an opponent for the second time differently and perform just fantastic. I think in this, she's going to do the same thing looking at Deanna. Deanna's really come along with her stand-up. Her wrestling's always been good. She's always been that person to, to get the fight to the ground and, and use her grappling ability. I think she's going to have a harder time doing it this time with Liz. But, you know, it's a great matchup. And the best part about this whole thing is, you know, this is about a fight for the troops and first responders. Liz Carmouche being an ex-Marine. Uh, Deanna being part of, you know... Uh, you know, the first responder world, her dad was a police officer or anything. It's just, it all works out. Everybody that gets into this show gets to get in for free. Uh, a lot of military people, a lot of, you know, police and fire and uh, EMTs and things like that. So I just love the atmosphere around this show. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing this now for what, five years, I think now? It's our fifth year, fourth or fifth year? Yeah, uh, for, for the COVID years, yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's been fantastic, man. Like the events turned out really well. And uh, I really wish we were able to start doing it like on the actual base, which would be a lot, a lot, a little yeah. bit better. Make it a lot easier for them. Yeah, make it a lot easier. But then also, too, it is for first responders. So then that makes it easier for them to make it because they're the ones that come into the in town more often. Um, overall, the event is a fantastic event. Uh, on top of that, Liz, I have to agree with you, though. I, I don't see much changing from the first fight. I think that she'll probably get off, she'll get off to a better start because in that first fight, um, she kind of struggled early a little bit there and then yeah. was able to kind of start coming back. And, and in the third round, she was able to, uh, Deanna got hurt, but she was able to start kind of putting things, started putting the pressure, started making Deanna fight, uh, uncomfortable fight. She's going to have to do that early. I also think that she's figured it out on when, like when she fought Juliana Velasquez, the first fight, she was when she was dictating the pace, she was winning the fight. When she wasn't dictating the pace, she was losing the fight. Yeah. And with Deanna Bennett, this very same thing was happening. When she was dictating the pace, she was winning. When she wasn't, she was losing. I feel like the confidence has definitely grown since winning the title. But I think for the best thing for her was the fact that there was such controversy in the first fight with, with Juliana Velasquez because then she had to train for the same person and she understood what the mistakes were that she made. And then she went out and she dominated the second fight. Yep. In this first fight, I think she also kind of can maybe, hopefully she can correlate that there's the very similar problem that I had against Juliana Velasquez is what I had against Deanna Bennett. Just do the same thing. Push the pace. Get after it. Let my hands go get to my grappling and dominate the fight. Deanna Bennett's a little bit harder, I believe, to take down um, than Juliana. And I think on the ground, she's not. Deanna Bennett's not. She's pretty damn good. And she's good at getting back to her feet also if she needs to. She's crafty off of her back. Um, they had some good exchanges in their first uh, fight with, in the grappling. And Deanna held her own. Deanna also had some good positions as well and had some – and. And was able to make some advancements in terms of Liz's uh, grappling. I think on the feet, though, is where I want to see Deanna Bennett succeed a little bit more. I think that I want to see her use her ability to use lateral movement. Liz Carmouche is a very straight up and down fighter. Someone who just kind of stalks after you a little bit. But there's not a lot of great movement out of her. I don't know if that's uh, from the age or if it's just she's, you know, like that's the style of fighter she is. 
she just kind of hands up and stands right in front of you and try to move a little bit and a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of grappling and press you to the fence and knee you and try to try to try to grind you physically, out. Physically, she's physically dominant. Yes, she's strong. Super strong. You can yeah. tell for her size that she's strong. And so when I think when Deanna Bennett, stick and move, stick and move, use the kicks, use the long jab, use your footwork, use all those things. Make Liz Carmouche chase you, potentially catch her with something that would be the best outcome you could possibly think of, I think, for Deanna Bennett until Liz makes a mistake and talk, maybe get to the top position if she can, if she is going to end up grappling with her. But it's uh, – Deanna Bennett is a, is a character, John. She's funny. She's hilarious. She's a great person, great personality. She's definitely yeah. someone you could follow along with and be like, you're, you're – your character, it's funny because she they did a bunch of interviews with her for this fight leading up and and uh there was it was it was kind of funny. She talks about how she has like different types of personalities. She's joking, by the way, you guys. But she she's got different types of personalities. She calls them, you know, John and Chuck and whatever and and other people and but it's pretty funny. She's she's uh she's got a great style of fighting. She's um I think a lot of people have looked past her. For yeah. some for some events, but I think, she's I think there. a lot of it's because she had to grow as a fighter. She wasn't yeah. she wasn't she wasn't a well rounded fighter for a lot of her career. She was a grappler, and the whole way to get past her was stop the grappling, stop yeah. her ability to you know you know get you to the ground, make her work hard, make her get tired, and then you had a good shot at beating her. But she's beaten some good people too. You take a look at her record. She's got some big wins. Yeah. She she can fight. And now her stand up is way better to go along with her wrestling. So she's 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 at her peak right now as far as being a fighter and where she's at, you know, she's come out and done everything she's supposed to do mm -hmm. to get to this point. So she deserves to be in that championship fight. Yeah. Next fight. You got Tim Johnson going against Syed Soma. Uh Soma is one of those guys, man. Is you almost have to, you know, it's kind of like working with Podcast Dave. You kind of got to wake him up to get going and stuff because he comes out of these you know, hairs not combed. He's just just looking like he just woke up, and it takes him a while to wake up in the fight. But when he does, the dude can fight. He really can, man. You beat, you know, guys like you know Minikoff. You know, he's got a great low calf kick that he mm -hmm. uses. He's got a big gas tank. He's one of those small hybrid heavyweights. He can wrestle. You know, I'm not saying he's as good a wrestler as Tim Johnson, but he can stop a lot of Tim Johnson's takedowns and mm -hmm. stuff. He's got that ability. And when he when he does let his hands go, he's accurate and he's got he's got good power. So this is a question of which Syed Soma shows up and when does he wake up? You know, does it? Does he have to get the call like you know we did with Dave, or is it that you know <laughs> he gets that I had to do it, dude? John's on a roll to this merciless. I I, or is it you know what that he really doesn't in time, and then it's catch up, and he can't catch up enough. So, yeah, the Tim Johnson that fought Moldovsky, that Tim Johnson is a, yeah. is a fucking bitch to deal with. Yeah. That guy, even though he came up short on the Moldovsky fight, man, he pressed the pace. He was grinding after Moldovsky. He was doing whatever he could. Yeah. Same the, with the Congo fight. <clears throat> What's that? The, when he fought Congo and the way oh, he absolutely. can just grind you out. 
Yeah, and so I, I look at if he can fight that style of fight, then I think he's got a good chance. He's not not so focused about getting the takedown. Sure, he'll threaten them, but if they come, they come, but he'll stand with you. He's got big power. He's got power in his hands. Yeah. He's a big guy. <clears throat> so if he can make uh, Soma carry his weight, kind of press him to the fence, hang on him a little bit, he can start to sl- uh, slow Sayad Soma down. Now, Soma, though, he's younger He's not a fast guy, but he's faster than Tim Johnson. He's got good footwork. He never stays directly in front of you. He'll land and he'll move. He'll land and he'll move. And then he'll land the calf kick. He'll land the jab. He'll have the combination. And then he'll move and get out of the way. I think with Tim, he's he's not a fast guy. So he's going to have a hard time really trying to trap him. Almost like Rocky and the chicken kind of position here. That's really what you're looking at here. And But Sayad Soma, in that process, he starts chopping down on that leg. Like you said, the calf kick. When he fought um, Minikoff, it shocked the crap out of me how he was able to slow Minikoff down so much with those calf kicks. And it was also the movement. Yeah. The movement makes the, you know, his opponent, Minikoff's trying to put weight on him. And Minikoff had trained with Soma, so he knew, I can out-wrestle him. Mm -hmm. Couldn't out-wrestle him. Yeah. Different in the fight. Yeah, everything's different in the the real flight under the the bright lights. Everything gets different. So um, look for Soma to really get after the calf, I think, early kind of slow him down a little bit even more so and also too to make him just more of a stationary target so then yep. i can kick him and i can hit him and then he can't really chase after me because he can't put pressure down on that leg so that should make for a fun fight <clears throat> silent someone's got one of them if you see him he's like what i don't know i say he's maybe what six foot yeah six well he got them flintstone feet man <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do you even buy? How do you even buy sandals? He buys man? sandals. That's what he's he does. He doesn't ass, buy shoes. Yeah, he got big ass <laughs> calves, big ass calves, and like these Flintstone feet. It's hilarious. Kind of reminds me of my fat ass feet. <clears throat> Anyways, all right. Next fight. Next fight is Sarah McMahon making her Bellator debut against Arlene Blanco. And this is a great contrast of styles. Arlene Blanco being a very good stand up fighter, good mm-hmm. boxing. It's really worked on her takedown defense. We'll see how good that is against someone with Sarah McMahon's ability of uh, using her wrestling. But Sarah's gotten better with her stand-up. But, you know, really this is a question of who can put the fight or keep the fight where they want it. Yeah. Look, Sarah is older. Arlene's older. They're both fantastic fighters. Sarah's got the wrestling pedigree to get this fight to the ground. But we've also seen that she doesn't wrestle as well when she's getting hit. Yeah. And wow, how shocking. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that. I don't blame it's, them. It's funny, right? Black belts turn into white belts Oof. as you start punching them in the face. Yeah. Arlene Blanca, though, like she, if she fights how she fought Chris, and I know she came up short on both of the Chris Cyborg fights, but that second Boy, one that was second fucking one. fantastic. And if she fights that way, I really could look to see her really put Put it on Sarah. Now look, there's a lot of things that come along with fighting your first fight in a new promotion. There's new employees. There's it's a new promotion. You're really a lot of a lot of pressure put on you. It doesn't quite feel like home yet. You get into that cage and you're thinking, man, I've spent all my career in another cage, you know, that has walls. This one has the circles. And so it's just a little bit different. Everything's a little bit different. And um and so she's gonna have to deal with that along with dealing with someone like Arlene. Arlene, uh, she looks phenomenal. She looks like she's in great shape, and, but she can't rest on her. What do they call them? Is it laurels? laurels? She can't laurels. rest on her. Yeah, she can't rest on those and her performance against Cyborg. That was a great fight, but this is a new opponent with new goals. 
And so you're going to have to come out there and, and set precedent right away that you're that you're the number two person right now in Bellator, and you want to get back to that title shot. Yeah, you, can't... you 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 want her to welcome you want to welcome her to the promotion by putting it on her and getting mm-hmm. a win over, and that's so that's what happens many times when people come to new promotions. Absolutely. Next, uh, Danny Sabatello. The <laughs> I love this guy, uh, dude. He's the greatest the Italian nah. gangster against Marcos Breno. Who we watched in his only Bellator fight fought Josh Hill, and really put on a hell of a performance. Mm-hmm. Really made Josh Hill look pretty average. And we know Josh can be a really good fighter, but just way more speed, better. You know, as far as the movement, he controlled where the fight was at. He took Josh down when he wanted. You, you just had to be super impressed with Breno. Mm-hmm. The question is, will he be able to stop the wrestling of Danny Sabatello? Why are you shaking your head? No. Because you agree with me. <laughs> you agree with me. Look, Rafael Stotts is a fantastic wrestler, and Danny Sabatello was able to get him down several times in their five-round fight. Right. Danny Sabatello is a fucking grinder. He, If he doesn't get the first takedown, he doesn't let that distract him. He doesn't let it detour him from shooting again. He, Like I said, he reminds me he has that Purdue Boilermaker type wrestling, that John Fitch style where he just keeps grinding, keeps grinding. But he's got a bigger mouth that goes along with it, and uh, it just oh. makes it it makes it a lot makes it a lot better and more entertaining to watch. Just to be honest, he's, he's talking well, he's shit ma- the he's whole time. He's making up for John Fitch being a guy that was really quiet all the time and mm-hmm. not talking a lot. He's just making up for it. He says, Let me yeah, show you how to do it. He's got a lot of making up to do then, <laughs> so he'll be around for a while. <clears throat> but he is his style of wrestling though too is fun. Um, you know, he's not afraid to stand. I mean, he stood quite a bit with Rafi on Stotts, and he landed some clean, hard shots on Stotts. And Stotts is known for his stand-up. He's known for his wrestling. He's known he's known for being a really well-rounded fighter. And so when I look at Danny Sabatello and what he's got to do to get it done, he's going to keep doing what he does. He's going to faint the shots, make you react, and then he's going to land some punches, and then he's going to go back to shooting and wrestling and grinding you out. It's going to hang on you, get heavy. Now, if he learned anything from his last fight against Rafael Stotts, it's to do There's what, John? Question. There's your question. What did he learn? He should have learned what? To strike more from gotta, the top you, position. If you're going to be in that top position, you have to do more damage. Yeah. You cannot just wrestle. you got to do damage. you got to show people that you're trying to finish the fight. You do that, you're going to win every fight. I also look at, too, like in the, in the Stotts fight, Oh, no, oh, excuse me. See you must have caught that from Dave. Yeah, I actually woke up early, though. <laughs> so what I'm saying, though, is that if the Stotts fight is it was a five round fight, this being a three round fight, we know he can go hard for, for oh. three rounds. I'm not even concerned. I mean, he went hard for the five rounds. So this is like a step back going. Gas you know tank what? has never been a problem for Sabatello. No, and I don't think it's going to definitely not going to be one in this case. Now, Marcus could make him feel uncomfortable on the feet. <clears throat> make him shoot and uh, make him make him uncomfortable in his shots. Use the speed of the kicks. You try to get a takedown here and there. Try to get to the top position. I don't think that he's going to be able to out-wrestle Danny Sabatello, though, when it comes to the exchanges. The speed of no. the striking may be a little no. bit of a factor. He may be able to catch Danny on the, on the Danny's feet. Danny's not slow. No, he's not at all. Danny's fast, and his shot, most of the time, we're going to say, look, don't shoot from that distance. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get there. Danny Sabatello can shoot from distance too. Yeah, he's 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 quick. Yeah, he has that Jordan Burroughs. Let me shoot from fucking seven feet yeah, away. But he gets <laughs> and there. Still get in. It's yeah, crazy, man. 
I was never fast enough to do shit like that. Jesus Christ, <laughs> it would have taken me two weeks to cover the distance he yeah. covers. You know what's funny is the difference is, is that Danny's 135 and Jordan Burroughs is fucking 160. <laughs> it's like, so, yeah. <laughs> just boom. Anyways, True. Next fight. All right, we got LeVon Shokley against Michael Lombardo. This is a really interesting fight. Lombardo, tough as hell, never been finished. Shokley, very good in the striking. His ground game is actually good. It's get, It's gotten better, too. He has the ability to finish you on the ground. He has the ability to finish you on the feet. Can he finish Michael Lombardo? I don't know if he can. Look, LeVon Shokley, is, he's really good. Like, he's good all the way around. Um mm -hmm. He had a great performance his last fight, and I think he's going to look to pick up where he left off. And his thing, he had a chip on his shoulder for his last fight. It's like, look, everyone's high on this guy. He's undefeated. He came out, just dominated the fight. It was like, look, I'm out here to prove that I can beat him anywhere. I was very impressed. He, and he did. And he, yeah, even though even though it was mainly wrestling focused, um, he still had some good shots on the feet. He still stood. He still got the takedowns, dominated the top position. He was just all over his opponent, man. And it was, he, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with as he goes on. But Lombardo's tough. He's going to have, he's going to have his hands full. Yeah. It's going to be a good fight. I'm looking tough forward one. to it. Is there any other and, fights on the, on the prelims you want to talk about? Ah, uh, no, I'm going to say that, you know, that's good for right now. We're going to see, okay. we got a couple guys to see, but always interesting to watch Chris Lencioni. I, I love his attitude. I love the way yeah. he comes out and fights. So that'll be good. And it'll be good to see both Anthony Adams coming back. Cause he's difficult to fight. And Tyrell Fortune, how does he come off of that loss that he had against Daniel James? It'll be interesting to see how he does against Sergey, because Sergey is tough. Who did Anthony Adams fight last? Yeah. Oh, can you quick? He had he had a good he had a good opponent last time, and no, he did. Don Ross, Ross that's Ross, right, yeah. that's right, yeah. yeah. But the distance with him, not you know, Ross is oh, tough yeah. man, undefeated fighter, oh, yeah. young, up and coming. Anthony I, Adams is difficult to fight. Yeah. Style difficult, I, I, John. When we were when we were talking, we were leading up to that fight. I was like, man, Anthony Adams, he doesn't get out of the second round with with Ross. I was like, there's no way. Difficult Shit, I was fight. wrong. And he made it. He made it a difficult fight. Even Ross was like, man, this kid's tough. Like he just, yeah. he's not there. He's elusive. He's hard to control. Like he's good. He's good everywhere. Yeah, even, even getting up off of the ground, which I thought yeah. I, that was the part I didn't think he would be as good with. And man, he, he got up multiple times. So wow, really interesting. Yeah. All right, and so that that's the Friday night card. That's the fight for the troops, and uh, that'll be Friday night on Showtime. Then Saturday night, Bellator 295. So weird to go 294, 295, back-to-back -back nights. I like it. I do. I love it because I get I like paid it. twice. Yeah, <laughs> I used to love it when the UFC had, they would do the three fights on, on uh, International, International fight, fight, week, fight Week, and they did three fights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was awesome. I love that. Well, was it Friday? Because I remember one of them, BJ Penn, was on a Sunday. Might well, they also did Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, done it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was it's a great. fight. Love that. <clears throat> All right, so Bellator two ninety five. Let's go ahead right into the main event. You got Rafael Stas versus Patchy Mix. You're not going to find two guys, in, you know, any better in the hundred and thirty five pound division. Yeah. Patchy Mix has been fucking on a tear though. And looking at this, you get Rafael Stas came in had his interim title shot since the champion in Sergio Pettis was out with an injury. They made the the Bantamweight Grand Prix where the first fight between Juan Archuleta and Rafion Stotts was for the title. Rafion Stotts, he was having some problems with, with Archuleta. You know, Archuleta was looking really good in that fight. 
landed the the kick going across the dome it took away Archuleta's you know ability to stand he goes down and, and Stotts finishes it and then he had the fight with Sabatello and and it's really Rafion is a great talker he's mm-hmm. he's fun to listen to he is got personality for days and the dude can fight he can fight everywhere and I look at this fight and I go, you better go back to your previous opponent, Juan Archuleta, and watch Juan Archuleta fight Patchy Mix because if you're going to beat Patchy Mix, you got to figure out just ways to survive on the ground for times because we call him the human backpack for a reason. He, when he's like Velcro, when he gets to the back, he got to the back multiple times on Horiguchi. Horiguchi was also able to stop some of the submissions and Patchy didn't, he didn't he didn't search for him as you know as frequent fervently and frequently as he did you know does in the past where he was just you know nonstop because it, it would get him tired and he realized I just can't do that because that's what happened against Archuleta he got a little yeah. tired with it and then things started to get away from him Stotts has got to make this a frustrating fight for patchy mix Mm -hmm. he's got to use his wrestling keep it on the feet as much as he can and use that stand-up he's got good stand-up use the wrestling to keep it standing you know if you're going to be in the top position you got to be very you know basic and understanding of keeping myself square on the hips do all the things that is going to make it to where it's difficult for him to get anywhere and then Get back to your feet at times. Don't yeah. don't just hang out down there. Get back to your feet. Don't go into his strength. His strength is the ground. He's as good on the ground in MMA as anyone you're going to find. So you got to be careful. Yeah, this is this is life changing money for both these fighters. You know, Hell there's yes. a lot on the line. You've got Rafael Stotts, who's the interim champion. <clears throat> his uh, <clears throat> his former teammate Sergio Pettis is the champ who's fighting. Who will be fighting Patricio Pitbull? It sounds like the fight's made. Seems like they're all on track. Patricio sure. said his weight is good. He's uh, getting it down, and everything is is on track. So we're going to find out on that fight. But then the winner of this will fight the winner of that. So that makes for a very fun um, meeting at the scenario. top, I guess. Scenario, yeah. Great meeting at the top. So, But look, Patchy mixes all the things that give Rafael Stotts problems. Sure. He's all of them. On the feet, it's the, the length. The ability to use his jab, you know, Mix has been using the push kick a little bit more too. He's like, look, you're going to have to come in and get me to hit me. I can keep you at range until you have to until you have to jump in. Then I can just grab a hold of your neck and I can actually try to drag you down. Since his training, like I said, I've said this multiple times, since his training with Jake Shields has been coming on, <clears throat> since they started training together, he's really adopted that style of just getting on the front headlock when I've got you against the fence, trying to drag you down, making you make a mistake. And if I can't drag you down, then I just stay in the clinch and knee you and try to, you know, just kind of hang on you until you make a mistake. If I can shrug myself to the back, that's great. I don't think he's putting as much emphasis on the fact that I have to get you down because he doesn't have to. He can just keep you pressed in the, in the clinch against the fence and most people are going to be shorter than him. Oh, or yeah. Jake, Jake had to like kind of shove people's heads down to try to get into that front headlock. Patchy Mix doesn't have to do that. He's a lot taller than a lot of these guys at at uh, at one thirty five. He's just a nightmare to deal with. And I think that he has now found, you know, new. I don't. They've been together for a while, but new girlfriend, new. No, new he's found peace. himself. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. everything seems to be lining up with what he his focus and his goals are, and um, it, it seems like he's on the right direction. He's a bitch. He's gonna be a bitch to deal with, man. He's gonna be yeah. a bitch to deal with. And I look at when Rafael Stotts fought uh, Sabatello. Sabatello had his back a couple times. You can't afford to have that happen to you with Patchy Mix because not right. maybe he won't finish you, but you've definitely lost a round and potentially lost a round 10-8 because of the domination that he'll potentially have from that position. And so there's so many things that Stotts are going to have to be very careful of. And I think when Stotts imagined him being in the finals, he was like, fuck, it's probably going to be this guy because they're opposite tough. ends of the bracket. And he's like the one guy that you wrote, you don't want to meet in the finals because they're, they're both just all the things that I do well, he can he can nullify him with how good his grappling is. So it's it's I'm excited for it. this is the finals. We've been finally wait we've been waiting on this, and the winner of this is gonna end up fighting the winner of Patricio and uh, and Sergio Pettis. Fuck yeah. man, crazy, insane. That's good. Yep. Next fight, we have Alima Lamb McFarland going back to the islands to take on Kana Watanabe. Watanabe coming off of a very good win. Same with McFarland. She's been uh, working herself back into being into that person that uh, the eliminator, you know, mm -hmm. someone that was, that's uh, going out there and just, you know, putting people away and stuff. I think, you know, when Alimale lost her title to Juliana Velasquez, a little bit of her, you know, well, I'm going to say a chunk of her confidence went with it. Mm -hmm. It was, and I don't know if it was the same fire. There's a lot of things that happen in your life and everything. And, you know, you got to, you know, overcome those things and adapt. And I think she has, and I think she's fighting in Hawaii is like an extra, I don't know how to say it, but it's, it's like just an extra boost to her. She's, mm -hmm. she's a better fighter in Hawaii than any, anywhere else she fights. Yeah. She's fighting in front of her people. Yeah. She's got her hands full though. Now, Watanabe's oh, yeah. good on the ground. She's got good judo, fantastic judo. Uh, on the feet, she's she's taller and longer and lankier on the feet. Um, but I think Alimale's got, on the top position, is the better grappler in the jiu-jitsu area. On the feet, I'd say they're about equal on the feet. You know, it depends I on how. I think they're close to equal. But I think on the, I think Alimale, no matter what, in the top position, Kana's good. She she does a lot of yeah. damage. She's heavy. But she, but on the bottom, if you put them both on the bottom, Alimale is way better. Absolutely, she's more dangerous. Absolutely, yeah. So Watanabe on the top, she's got good positioning. She's gonna yeah. be heavy. She's gonna she can wear on you, make you work. Yes. I mean, we saw in the Pachanga fights, uh, what it was like the night of the judo players. Man, they came out and all the females came out and just had delivered some great submissions, some great throws, yep. great performances. And uh, Watanabe is no different. Like I think when she, if once you get to the clinch, if <clears throat> Alimale presses her to the fence, tries to control that positioning, I think she's gonna end up being hip tossed, thrown maybe to the bottom, like you said though. But Alimale is good off of her back. Yeah. And um, but she's got to make sure she don't hang out down there, John. Chasing submissions is not the business against no. someone who is equally as good. In terms of, you know, in the grappling department. So you've got to make sure you're not hanging out there. And John's got some birds going on over there. Is that your... Is Probably. That yeah. Is that outside? I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, you think I got birds inside? No, no, no. I mean, sometimes people have an alarm. It's like a bird thing. No. I'm not sure if you had like a little alarm thing. Those are, it seems those so are nice. Birds outside. Wow. We're all going crazy. When With Watanabe, though, like... 
this is it for her. Like that she was, needs. Was, she it, needs. Actually, to get... the, those birds. I told them to wake Dave up. Yeah. And it was set, set it up. <laughs> uh, it's, it's nonstop, Dave. No. But this is this Sorry. is it for her, Watanabe. She needs to she needs to get this win because this will put her right into that. Hey, I'm back now to a title talk. And then her fight against Liz Liz Carmouche was not a great performance. No, great. She performance wants to. Get, that's Liz. her. That's her one loss. Yeah, you know. So that was a great performance for Liz. But she thirty one seconds. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and they. She could find herself right back at a title, or she could find herself right back fighting Liz for the title though this time around. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I would love to see the Liz Carmouche and, uh, and Ali Malay fight because the two of them used to train together. They know each other. It seems like Liz has a little bit of the big sister on her, but I think um, Ali Malay's got to make some changes and some growth between now and then, and uh, we can see what happens, man. Huh? That should be fun. It's interesting. Next, next fight. Next is going to be uh, all the Dave stuff. He's still asleep because he's got the wrong names up there. Not, not <laughs> what are you talking about? No. What are you talking about? Is Aaron Pico fighting Otto Rodriguez? No, he's not. He's fighting James Gonzalez. No. But you got the wrong information up there. Again. Hey, it's all right, Dave. The information is given to him. I just saw that he's fighting James Gonzalez this morning, too. <laughs> That's how they let me know. Aaron Pico is fighting James Gonzalez. James Gonzalez came into Bellator, fought Cody Law. Mm-hmm. Cody Law, who was undefeated. Very good wrestling, good stand-up. And James Gonzalez went out there and proved why, you know, Longo Sarah uh, MMA puts out tough fighters. This dude's tough as hell, durable. Mm-hmm. He puts up with, you know, taking shots. Black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, very good on the ground. <sighs> this is a good test. You know, this is going to be – Aaron Pico's got the wrestling by far. We know that. He, I think in the, in the stand-up, you know, his hands are fast. It's the real question. He's coming off of the injury. He had the shoulder dislocation against Jeremy Kennedy, and you know shit happens. He mm-hmm. you know he never gave up in the fight. You know, he got to the uh, end of the round, and doctors wouldn't let him go on. They made the right choice, not the one that made him happy. But you know injuries happen; it can happen. Mm-hmm. But he's in for a tough fight with James Gonzalez. I think that's a hell of a replacement. I think it's actually a tougher fight overall than what he was scheduled for. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Aaron just is very focused on what his goals are, you know. Yes. Um, but does it not seem? Does it not seem like things just work against this guy? Everyone yeah. thinks you know. Yeah. You know, everyone's oh, you know, he's he's everything's just you know so good for him. The kid's faced a ton of adversity. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he had to deal with a lot of losses early in his career because he wasn't fighting smart and didn't have the right camp around him, and you know, just kind of was bouncing around. He thought he would mm-hmm. do the GSP thing where he could train here, train there, train here. Um, the difference was is GSP when he was younger, uh, the sport was relatively new, and so he had to go to different locations to get those things. And uh, then as he got better and older, he found you know he found. Uh, uh, was it called TriStar? Tri-Star. Yeah, so then he was at one location, but he then in between camps is when he would go and train everywhere. John Danaher, Greg Jackson's, all the other things. Mm-hmm. So um Aaron's found his home now at Greg Jackson's. He's happy there. He's got his coaches there. He's really kind of this is where he wants to be, you know, and uh that makes a big difference when you finally found a location that uh has a has a lasting impression, I think, on your life, their lifestyle, the one you want to live. 
then it makes it makes it feel more like home. It makes it easier to go to and from the gym. I mean, that was the one thing that with with me, it nothing none of the other gyms ever felt like AKA, and AKA was always like kind of a dump. You know, like the the gym wasn't a very nice place. Like the AC never worked. The the fucking heater never worked. I can tell you that. <laughs> Fuck. And, they work. Um, it's just the controls were locked up so no one could get fuck, to it. It was brutal, man. Fucking it, it, even the, to this day, the the AK that everyone trains at now, the fucking air, the heater doesn't work. It's fucking freezing, or at least the the controls don't work. It's just one of those things, man. So like, when you find a location, you find people that you surround yourself with. It always felt like home. Yeah. That's how it felt about AK. It seems like he's found that same feeling at, at Greg Jackson. So good on him and uh. He's determined. He's focused, and he's a, he's a stylistic matchup for a lot of these guys. If he gets better at jiu-jitsu, he gets better at control uh, from the top position, which he has. His ground and pound's nasty. He's got good Gas boxing. Tank is huge. He's got good boxing. You know, I'd really like to see him and uh, Jeremy Kennedy run it back. Sure, that's a fight that I want to see them run it back because it looked like it was starting to shape up uh, to be a good fight until he dislocated his shoulder. But it should be a fun fight. Aaron's going to be someone to reckon with for the fucking stint of his career oh, yeah. you know just a matter of whether he'll get to the title or not i think he will but it's gonna take him some time the real thing you know you got to look at i always look at work ethic and i look at how hard does the guy work and you cannot you can't say anything other than top notch for everything aaron pico does his work with brandon gibson is fantastic so yeah if he, if he continues with that and just a little bit of luck and not getting hurt and things like that see that's the thing though John, there's a lot of guys that work hard. Now, he's borderline, like, to the point of injuries. Overworking. The yeah. overwork. And, and it's not even borderline. For sure, I feel like he overworks. Yeah. Um, but then he also he also has, with uh, Sam Calavita, he still, like, puts in his heart rate monitor stuff to him and shows him his work ethic and shows him, like, hey, you're a little overtrained today. So he knows how to control the 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 being overworked with his relationship with Sam Calavita, you know, with all their stats and all the other stuff that they do. But he still is the kid that even though he does all those things, he says, okay, just one more, one more round of the mitts. One more of this, one more of that, you know, like he's that he's, he's a workhorse, man. He, yeah. that's the way he is. So we'll see. We'll see. This should be, this should be a good fight though. Next All right, time. we got the coming out party for Ray Borg when he takes on Hiyoji Horiguchi. That's a, in the flyweight, even though I, th I think they put it to 130 pounds, mm. which is right in the middle between the flyweight and the bantamweight, but that's a great matchup between Borg and Horiguchi. Uh, again, Borg coming in for his Bellator debut. This is mm. the first time that he's uh, going to be fighting in the organization. Not easy to do, especially against someone as talented as Horiguchi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said the same thing about Sarah McMahon. Like, if you're making yep. your, you know, and you're in Hawaii, the other thing, too, is there's distractions. Your first yeah. fight in another yeah, organization, you're, you're in Hawaii. <laughs> you're like, good. oh, should I be at the beach? No, no, you shouldn't be at the beach. You no, should be you should just not. resting. You should not be room. walking on the beach. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to walk on the beach, but, like, not hang yeah, out and lay go, there yeah, in yeah. the sun. Hot. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> But um, Horiguchi getting his, you know, being able to fight back down to the weight closer to his weight class that he'd yeah. like to fight in. Where he should and be. Where he should be. But uh, look, I look at Horiguchi. This is now his home. You know, the speed of him, the power he has, his foot move, his foot movement, all of those things. His ability so to start takedowns. So hard to get a grasp of, to yeah. touch. 
the way he jumps in and jumps out with his speed and lands the big shots. I mean, you've got to be crafty to catch him and you've got to be, you know, he's definitely hard to finish and he's, uh, it's, I think it's just going to be too much for your first fight, your first time out with Ray Borg. Let me ask you this. Going back, thinking of everyone, you, you were around when, you know, Japan was really big for a long time in, you know, MMA with pride and stuff. Who's the best Japanese fighter you've ever seen? A lot of people are going to say Sakuraba based upon things that he did, but was he actually better than Horiguchi? Oh. I mean, you could probably say... Um, Aoki? No, no, no. Mahasak Sakurai. That would say him. Mak Sakurai? Yeah, I would say him. Only because... But the thing is, he, he didn't come over to the UFC until later. And that's the problem. Like, the... the, uh, the he, he, no, he had you know, like he was great in judo for a long time and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but he he kind of fought he, he, very similar to Horiguchi. Fought out of his weight class, it seemed to me mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, but and that's yeah. my point. My point is like, yeah, no, like yeah. he was way smaller than Matt Hughes. He had short legs. He had like you know thick legs, but short legs. He wasn't a big guy by any means. But if I was to say anybody, I mean like, look, I think Horiguchi skill wise, it's probably him. Yeah, it's probably him. Um, but then I would say the next thing, like he didn't get enough credit, was because he was so. You could tell he was a part, no, not a partier, but someone who just he lost focus at times. Was Gomi when he when they had the lightweight tournaments back then? Yeah. That kid was on fucking fire, fireball kid himself. Fireball like he kid. was fucking insane. It was so, and then to see him, but then he fought BJ, and BJ just destroyed him. Destroyed him. him. <clears throat> it was it was a completely one sided fight. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was just a lot of things that there was a lot of fighters that were from Japan that in Pride just looked fucking. F- they're awesome, man. Just barn burners. And that's part that's part of why I asked because I you know looking back on Horiguchi and you know he's got what five losses in his career. Mm-hmm. Now he had the one loss to DJ right at the end of the fifth round, four fifty nine of the fifth round. He tapped out to an armbar. Mm-hmm. You know, if you recall in the UFC, but there's, and there's, you know, Pettis knocked him out, you know, with that spectacular, you know, spinning back fist happens, but I've never seen anyone truly just destroy him. I saw, mm-hmm. I saw Mock Sakurai get destroyed by Matt Hughes. Mm-hmm. I saw, I've seen, you know, Aoki get destroyed. I've seen, you know, Sakuraba get destroyed. I got to say he's the best I've ever seen, mm. you know, just talent wise and everything overall. He's got it all. Yeah. He can grapple, he can strike, he is fast as hell. He's just in a very small package. Yeah, I mean everyone at, at American Top Team, all they do is rant and rave about him, man. Like yeah. how good he is, how great of a person he is, how fun he is in the gym, like he's He's everything to, to that gym. That gym, I remember when he was supposed to be fighting. When Kayla he Harrison fight. takes him down all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> laughs about it. He's like, she never takes yeah. me down. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I, I would have to say you're probably, you are correct, probably. I mean, I look at, like. I mean, you can go I, back because, to like the Ramina Sato was unbelievable. Yeah. But limited because. Just mainly really, grappling. 
Yeah, he was mainly a grappler. It didn't didn't mm-hmm. do well when he got when he started getting hit. You talk about the levels changing mm-hmm. and everything. He just couldn't deal with the stand up that much. But there, you know, there's been great you know fighters out of Japan this whole time. But this guy, when you look at it, he's only 32. Mm-hmm. He's been fighting for a while, and he's right into his prime right now. So yeah, I don't know. Like it, it really. We I look at the guys that Gomi went through in that lightweight tournament in Pride. Those guys were all fucking phenomenal. Aoki, yeah. same thing, you know, beating Eddie Alvarez in the finals of that yeah. lightweight tournament. And there was some just fucking nasty. Everyone, people don't remember uh, Joaquin Hansen. Oh, you know, it's a Viking fucking, man. The guy would show up the day before, make weight, fucking smoking cigarettes, smoking go cigarettes out there and outside, and fight. <laughs> he's crazy, man. He's fucking, yeah. you know. And so, like, you're it, just the guys that were just different. They were just they loved. They did it because they loved to fight. Now these yeah. guys do it because they, they think there's a ton of fame and money attached to it, which there's not. You know, there, there's obviously a lot more than there was back then, but it's not there. I think that's what made BJ so so amazing at the time. He was considered to be, I think, probably the most famous one out of everybody at the time. GSP, him, you know, Randy, Tito, Chuck. Those were the, f- I mean, if you look back, Matt Hughes, those were the five guys, five, six guys yeah. that that the whole, face of, the whole face of the UFC, the whole sport was basically around. So he's up there. He's up there. He's got to be one or two. You know, it depends yeah. on how you want to put Sakuraba. Yeah. All right, Next. we got Mads Burnell taking on Justin Gonzalez. This is going to be a great matchup. This is an interesting matchup. Justin, you know, J-Train, great wrestling, but his stand-up has really gotten good. He's got a great gas tank. Mads Burnell, great submission game, but loves to be. He's my Joe Frazier of the featherweights because he comes inside, doesn't have a big reach, but comes inside, is always walking forward, always putting pressure on his opponent, will take a shot to give a shot, and Justin Gonzalez is going to have to put shots on him to slow him down. He's got to be careful of you know the slick submission game of him. Mads mm-hmm. Burnell's great with the Japanese necktie, but Justin Gonzalez is really coming into his own. Yeah, Justin is going to have to sprawl and brawl, keep this thing on the feet. He doesn't want to be underneath Mads Burnell. The, no. But then I also look at Justin when he fought Pico. Great fight. You know, that was his one loss. Mm-hmm. And he was in that fight the whole time. He was, he was fighting just, his ass off. Yeah, he was fighting his ass off. He was just one step behind the whole time, whether it was the feet to yeah. the wrestling to the exchange on the ground. He was able to get up several times. <clears throat> but he just... he um. It was the pace and the mixing it up, which Aaron Pico, that was kind of like his coming out party for that fight. But Justin Gonzalez, I think right now, if he's fighting someone in Mads Burnell, that Mads is, he's settled into this, like you said, Joe Frazier's type. Let me just stalk down after you, get into a boxing match, and if I can take you down, great. If I can't, then <clears throat> no big deal. You can't you can't do that against the upper level guys. You've got to make sure that the level of intensity is the whole time. Mm-hmm. The way he fought uh, Adam Boric, you can't fight guys like that. You've got to focus more on the takedown. Oh, it was a good fight, them. though. It was a good fight, but you can't just stand right in front of him and make those exchanges. You're going to have to threaten those takedowns a lot more, really work hard for those takedowns. And I don't know if Mad still has that in him. Does he want to be the guy that gets back to the title shot? Do you have another title run in you? It's a lot to say. To people that, yeah, I still got it. I can still push. I'm still focusing. Now, sometimes you okay, you had your run. You had sometimes two runs. Can you get back there again for the third time? 
I don't know if he can. I don't know. Like J Train right now is on the is on he's on the train. He's rolling forward and he's 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 making a good push. I think if he gets through Mads, man, that puts him right into that title talk, oh, that did. title conversation. Definitely puts him right there. Yeah. And he's a good fighter, man. He's good. All the way around. Both are. All right, just real quick looking down. Yancey Medeiros is taking on Charlie Leary. What's the one thing you would suggest to Yancey Medeiros? Don't blow your wad. Boom, that's it. Realize you are fighting a living zombie, a guy that takes an incredible amount of damage and keeps coming forward. Don't just go crazy. You got to know, hey, I'll just keep touching him. Don't, don't get too excited. Charlie Leary is just a a walking, talking, living zombie. The yeah. dude's tough as hell. Mm, Kaikamaka. Mm-hmm. Kaikamaka the third taking on Adley Edwards. Very tough fight. Good fight. I think Kaikamaka's a little too fast for him. Yeah. The next fight is the one I want to see. Yeah. Sumika Unaba against Vita Artiega. It's a great matchup in the flyweight division. Yeah, we're going to see if uh, Vita can take the big shots from Samika and um, if Samika can keep her keep this fight on the feet yeah. because Vita's coming and she's got great pace. She's got great cardio, and she will be super aggressive. She is a brawler. Yep, so she'll exchange. She'll take a shot to With give skill. a shot, but she gets on top of you, man. I mean, we've seen, we've seen female fighters just wilt underneath her, so we'll see. The one that's interesting is you want to talk about heavy hitters in the featherweight division. Weber Almeida, who has got big-time power against Keone Diggs, who we've watched in the lightweights. Big-time power in the lightweights. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think that power will translate down to the featherweights. Who's going to sleep? We'll see. Good Bobby stuff, Blake. King, Go ahead. Take it on Aaron Cruz. And the one that you want to talk about in the end, because I know you love it, you got Ilara Joani versus <laughs> Bruna Ellen. Bruna Allen's always fun to watch. She comes to fight. She is. Yeah. For, she's she's a little small for the weight class. You could see that if we had a smaller weight class, she'd probably be at that weight class. Yeah, but she'd, she'd be she a weight. She'd be a lot, she's a lot more comfortable, though, at the 125-pound division. But her speed on her hands, her kicks, her movement, all of those things, she fights a really good fight. And then um, Joani is just someone who's the pit bull camp, man. She's going to walk aggressive. you down. She's going to be really aggressive. She's going to really try to manhandle Bruna Allen. So... Should be a fun fight. Well, that's yep. going to wrap up our Bellator talk uh, for this week. But first, you guys need to go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. Uh, head on over there. Everything over there is free. Look, I know we keep talking about this. John, what are your, what's, what's, they're used to me saying all this. What's your take on this combination of this uh, merger that we've done with them? You know, I, I think everyone needs to realize that, you know, obviously OnlyFans was known for what women and what, you know, you could, you know, pay for on their platform Mm -hmm. hey it's there i'm not going to tell you it's not it absolutely is but what they've done is they are they are working towards and they're especially big into combative sports both boxing and mma they're looking to change you know a perception of you know everything they have obviously they're going to have that one end but they want to have an end in the sporting aspect that people can go to to learn more about the sports that they love, especially when it comes to boxing and MMA, even bare knuckle boxing, you're gonna you see OnlyFans, you know, sponsoring some of these fighters coming out and giving support to the promotions, and that's what they're doing with us. Is we're here to you know help make that happen. We're here to make people realize, hey, you can go to OnlyFans and get some information there that you're not going to find in other places because they're now part of the world. And they're bringing fighters along to show techniques.
to show, you know, talk about their fights, to give all this mm-hmm. stuff inside information. <clears throat> you know, I think it's been, you know, so far, you know, mm-hmm. it's been great. I've enjoyed every bit of it. And the whole thing is it's only going to get better as people start to really understand yeah. there's different chapters to the book. Yeah. What I like it the most is that they're really reaching out to the fighters and sponsor them directly. Yep. So that gives them another avenue to make more money, not just by putting content up, but by sponsoring them to put content up. And so all they're doing is taking, they're taking their social media from there to the only fans. Like I said, fighters have that are, that are involved right now. It's Chris Cyborg, Luke Rockhold, MVP, um, Brent Primus. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a list of fighters that are starting to reach out to them and say, Hey, you know what? I'm interested in joining your platform. So if some of your favorite fighters are going to be joining over at OnlyFans, make sure you guys check them out. Come subscribe through us, though, at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne. All right, Dave, what's next? Oh, shit. UFC fight night with Sergey Pavlovich against a guy who has got all the skills to create problems for him in Curtis Blades. This is a he- is this a head to head style matchup or is this are they, yes. are they earlier in the night or earlier in the day? No, no. Because sometimes no. the apex shows are at like the prelim start at noon. Oh, I don't know as far as what time it starts. It might it might start early. It's I'm interested to see how this uh, is. Let's see. Um, usually they put it on uh, on her uh, main card starts at six central, so that's seven eastern. Well, so that's, because that's of the early. three hour that's earlier. Yeah, it's because of the early. three hour time change, maybe that will put. You know, because we're three hours behind because we're in Hawaii. Don't know. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Go ahead. Do the math, John. I, I don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah. Like, uh, this, as you said, this is a great stylistic matchup. Obviously, Sergey Pavlovich has got power and he's got confidence now and he's been p- putting people to sleep with a, eh, I want to say a technical pressure, very smart in the way he's been coming forward. But when he explodes... Big power. He's got good speed in his hands. Um, but he's going against the guy that can take him out of his realm. Now, we've seen Curtis do very well with strikers, and we've seen Curtis get hit with uppercuts by strikers as he's trying for the takedowns, and it doesn't go well for him. So it's really the question. Does Sergey land the shot that hurts Curtis Blades, or does he fall victim to being a guy that cannot stop Curtis Blades from taking him down? I mean, my history with Sergey, but the different level of wrestling, like Cain Velasquez would just manhandle him, take him down, set him to his hip, just dominate every position, outwork him, out-hustle him. And I think he's a phenomenal fighter. He's definitely gotten a lot better since he was yeah. originally training at AK. But DC would do the same thing. And so um, when I look at the, the matchup, his wrestling takedown defense, it looks like it has gotten a little bit better. But when I look at Curtis... As long as he don't get caught with a big shot, I think once once he gets one takedown, once he gets a second takedown, they're just going to come easier. Yeah. But Sergey's gotten so much better in keeping that distance, keeping the range, and hitting you with the shots. Confidence is there now. Yeah. Yeah. 17 and 1 versus 17 and 3. Should make yeah. for a good fight. Oh, I think it's a great fight. The winner but of this the... get a title shot, unless you're Curtis Blades. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great question because I, I really look at it. And I think if Curtis Blades get gets the win, I don't see him getting that title shot. But if no. uh, Sergey gets the win, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, you know? 
John, what's your take on the fact that John Jones said, hey, you know, this will be a great retirement fight for me after I beat the the greatest heavyweight of all time in Stipe Miocic. Yeah. I, I but I'm saying, it. like, wait, you're already, you just got the heavyweight and you're yeah, already talking about retiring. Yeah, I don't buy it. Interesting. Don't buy it. I think he's avoiding Curtis Blades. He doesn't want to get taken down. John Jones. He's afraid of him. I think he's afraid of Curtis Blades. John Jones I think, is. I think that Curtis Blades creates <laughs> some some problems for John. He does. And I've said this for the longest time. I think John's, or Curtis is probably the main guy that creates problems for him. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win. John. No, I didn't say that. I'm not, but we're he, not saying. But if you're, if you're looking stylistically, a guy yeah. that can create problems because he's big. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's he, just... Over time, this you know what we've seen is the guys that give John the most problems are guys that have the same size as him, have good length, and can wrestle. Yeah, so. no, I agree. I agree. I think it's uh, but I don't see. I don't think that they give Curtis a title shot if he gets this win. I think it depends yeah. on how he gets the win. Yeah, I'll go that far. All right, next fight. We got Yadong Song against Ricky Simon. That's a that's a great matchup in the bantamweight division. Both, you know, Ricky, very aggressive fighter, good wrestling. His stand-ups really come a long way. Yudon Sung, good wrestling, a lot of power in his hands. Very interesting matchup. Can Yudong Song stop the takedowns? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he can. Yeah, can he do it for three rounds? That I don't know. But he's going to stop some of them, there's no doubt. Yeah, and then can Ricky Simone take uh is it Simone or is it Simon? Anyways, I've Simone. heard it both ways. It's Simone. Can he can he handle the power of Yadong Song? True. That's I think that's he can because I, I I've watched him against heavy hitters in the past and like he can take a shot, so you know. But you can only take so many. This can be a good fight. That is. It's a great you know, fight. Ricky had some words for me and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to head up to Sacramento and put him over my knee, give him some spankings. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that that would be your dong songs in Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forget it. You'd have to go yeah. all the way up to Washington. Yeah, I, I go through that area quite a bit. Yeah, I know you do. I'll make a trip up that way just for him. All right, Brad Anyways. Tavares against Bruno Silva in the middleweight division. Tavares has really been, you know, just a a steady presence in the middleweight division. Just can't get to that one point. He gets to that fight where it's like this is the one that could put him over that top. It just never seems to happen. But man, the mm. dude can fight. Yeah, and he's gotten way better over time. He's a good looking son of a bitch. I hate him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had that uh, feeling about him for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, you're taking all my juju. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a fantastic fighter, and uh, this should be a great fight, man. I'm looking forward to him. Like like you Still said, look good he, on the feet. He's really good on the feet. He's got good takedown defense. Uh, he's not super great off his back, but he's good at getting back to his feet. Uh, top position's pretty good, but he does. He just tends to back out and just kind of keep it on the feet. Should be for a fun fight. Bruno Silva is a dog, too, so I'm looking forward to seeing that fight. But the next fight, to me, is going to be the best fight of the night. Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. You don't think Bobby I, I, Green versus Jared Gordon's going to be a good fight? I think it's a big... I think... Uh, I think Bobby Green's too too damn fast for him. I think outside of Yadong Song and Ricky Simone, I think this fight should be right there at number one, number two. Uh, of the fight Jared Gordon is is a grinding, gutty dude. I love you know the, the way he goes about fighting. 
he's not going to get Bobby Green to the ground, so it's going to be a stand-up fight. Yeah. And the real question is, can he catch Bobby Green? Because, you know, when you look at... Take a look at the Drew Dober fight, which Bobby Green lost, but it was... Drew Dober took a ton of damage in that and then just realized, I got to just bite down and go forward and get after this guy. And Bobby got a little bit lax, and he got caught. But Drew Dober's got fast hands. Mm-hmm. Jared doesn't have fast hands. He's not a fast guy. You know, you can go back and look at his Patty Pimlet fight. You know, Patty was touching him. You know, it was the tenacity of Jared going after Patty that, you know, and he he put shots on Patty. But Patty's not as fast as Bobby Green, and he's definitely not as slick. No, no. But. Jared Gordon is going to have to take a page out of Drew Dover's book and just bite down yeah. the mouthpiece and walk past his shots and well, land big that's shots. Not, that's not a good fucking way to approach a fight. No, but it is for the fans. <laughs> oh, for the fans it is. You're <laughs> that's right. What I'm saying. True, like, true. I'm looking forward to an exciting fight. If he's going to win, he's going to have to bite down on the mouthpiece and do what yeah. Drew Dover did. He's going to have to take some shots to give some shots. He just doesn't have the power that Drew Dover has. No. And so he's going to have to deliver more than one big shot. So we're going to see. But I think, oh, I enjoy watching Bobby Green fight, man. He's fun to watch fight. He looks slick. Oh, Bobby's. That whole Mayweather thing like this? Uh, I like it. He can pull Very it off. few people in MMA can pull off what he does. Yeah, he's one of them. Next. All right, we got Azin Lucindo against Brogan Walker in the strawweight division. It's a good matchup. Brogan Walker's really had good fights, had some ones you look and you go, big holes. Lucindo... Good stand-up, good ground, interesting matchup. Yeah, look, the rest of these fights I don't really want to talk about, but there is one down there, number four, uh, Usman versus Tafa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Someone's fucking going to sleep. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Kamaro's brother, yes. Muhammad Usman, who's got, who's just a monster. He's got power. Go, going up against Junior Tafa, who, man, he will take shots to give shots. He's fun to watch. 4-0 against 8-2 and with Usman. Usman is, sometimes gets a little bit out of uh, sync in that mm-hmm. he goes after guys so hard he gets tired. Yeah. And he, he's got to be careful of doing that with Tafa because Tafa will take some shots and just sit back and then just keep on coming forward. Mm-hmm. And if you get tired against him, you're going to have problems. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that fight, man. That, yeah. that That's the fight that's going to make me that's tune in one. early. That's a good one. All right. Any other fights on this card you want to talk about? Uh, you know, I want to say Ricky Glenn against Christos Gallegos. Uh, Gallegos has, you know, really, I've, I've watched him. He was early in California, watched him for a long time. Good fighter. Ricky Glenn's a good fighter. That's actually a really good matchup in the lightweight mm-hmm. division. Okay. I never heard of uh, Gallegos. Are you kidding me? No. Maybe if really? I saw him. Can you click on him? The Greek. The Spartan up there at the Rick, top, Gregos. Ricky Keep Glenn, going. and right geez, there. Way to fall. You want me? G, you, you said Gregos, yeah. Giagos. Well, it's not how you say his name. Oh no, I know who this kid is. Never mind. Yeah. I know who he is. I just got to see the tattoos. Not that I. <laughs> <laughs> it's the placement of them. Not that I actually know what they look like. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, any other fights on that card, John? No, uh, Matthew. Uh, Semmelsberger is on there also against mm-hmm. Jeremiah Wells. 
that should be an actual good fight. Semmelsberger's really settled into being a guy that's fighting his fights. He's being smart in the way he's doing it. He's not going crazy like he kind of did earlier in his career. And he's got power in his hands. But Jeremiah Wells, very talented, a lot of speed. So really good matchup there. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. And so we've done two Bellator cards and a UFC card. Is there a PFL this week? (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. All right. Dave, you got any news for us, buddy? Um, Well, just give me your thoughts on this. Um, uh, There's now a little bit of uh, backlash on UFC 288 and um, people calling for it to be a free card. What do you guys think about that? Why? Who's on there? Oh, because Charles fell off? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now this fight's the co-main, Andrade and Jan. Okay. Well, it went from being a really stacked card to a... You know, one fight could really make a difference on whether you want to buy the pay-per-view or not. It's up to them. Scroll down. Who else is on this card? Bryce Mitchell's on there. Yeah. Crone. Charles Jordan. That should be a fun fight. That's a great fight. Yeah. Yeah. Crone has not fought in a while, so it's going to be interesting to see coming off of... His last fight was his loss to Cub Cub Swanson. That was his last fight, I think. Jesus. What was that, like fucking four years ago? That was a long time ago. Pre-COVID. Yeah. I believe Bryce was... Mitchell against Jonathan Pierce is a great matchup. Jonathan Pierce is coming out of Tennessee. That dude is a tough some bitch. So this is the Southern boys going after it with Bryce Mitchell and little Jonathan Pierce. That's a there, good right? No, 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 no. I'm just being honest. How good the guy, the other guy from Tennessee is. Gosh. I was talking about Bryce Mitchell <laughs> being tough as hell too from Arkansas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's a farmer, man. <laughs> Love the kid. Um, it depends. Like if they're gonna, they're not gonna replace it with anything. So then, who's gonna bump up to the main card then? Like you're not you're just gonna have Something's four. Got to, you got to look down yeah, at the you, prelims. Yeah, look down at the prelims there. Drew Dober, Dober against Frivola. Frivola. I can see this five here. Yeah. Two, four. Yeah, but you've got char- you got oh, Oliveira oh, against Darius. Darius. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, so they'll move Drew up probably. I mean, that would make sense coming off his knockout win over. Uh, Bobby Green. Let's see if there's any reconfiguration. You know, UFC website is always um, is always late. freaking yeah late, Oops. which is crazy. It's their product. Sorry, I took the wrong one. I, I like this back. guy, man. Saruki. Oh, this that's the that's not that's the fight night before where yeah Saruki and takes on uh, Hanato Makano. Oh yeah, you got Drew Dober and Matt Favola. It looks like it's been bumped. Yeah, way so up so Mu so okay. out though, right? Oh, and and. Hold on, do we have, so we have... Bryce Mitchell uh, versus Evolov. against like Mitchell. Do. Ooh. The world just got a whole lot harder. Well, it was Evolov supposed to be there first, and then he um, fell off? I don't know. I think it no, was Evolov. Usually the UFC website's wrong, but also... Um, usually think, the UFC's website's wrong. You gotta something. love that. Um, I think... Bryce Mitchell, I'm just fight, trying to find it right now. I think yeah. he said something um, the other day. Um, what did he say? Let me see. Scroll on down. Let me see the rest of this card while we're while we're at it. Dun, dun, dun. Phil Hawes versus. Oof. I thought uh, Zumaglov or whatever retired, but apparently he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> He's back. Funny. Yeah, it's true. He's back. 
It's hard to leave, man. It's hard to leave. <laughs> well, Dave's obviously taking forever to figure it out. Is there any other news you got for us while we talk about it? You try to sort your stuff out. Um, the only other one was um, Josh Emmett and Topuria oh, getting yeah. put in front of a, a crowd in Jacksonville. Yeah, that that originally was going to be UFC Vegas uh, Apex, but now it's uh, now it's got a crowd. Good. That's a tough fight. Tough fight for Emmett. Coming yes, off of a is. loss. Yep. Yep. But well, here's the thing. The the hype of Taporia right now and everyone surrounding it, it could be derailed with one, two shots. You know, oh, like sure. well. you could see, like, you know, we've we've seen Taporia be the bully. Well, you're fighting someone who is who is normally the bully in Josh Emmett. Yes, yeah. the guy that chases you down. So we're going to see these two guys come out in the middle, who can take the bigger shots. We'll see. And it is, it is Evolov, by the way. It is Evolov. Sixteen yeah. and zero is Evolov. That's going to be wow. So much for, so much for your Tennessee tough guy, right? Wasn't even tough enough to get through training. Tennessee tough guy wasn't <laughs> even in the fight. Uh, what he didn't even get there because he fell that's out. What I said, <laughs> it wasn't tough enough to get through training. <laughs> <laughs> or he was smart enough to say I'm done. I'm out. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not taking that fight. Oh man, I, this this to me is this is gonna be a great fight. Is this supposed to be the main event? Is what it looks like. Yep. It's yep. five rounds. Yep. June wow. uh, June twenty fourth. Great. That's fucking fantastic. All right. Anything else, Dave? Not by wrap us up. All right. Jeez, you guys got me early today. At least I was I woke up on time and showed up on time and all of those things but tell them tell them uh before we wrap all this up i want to thank you guys for continuing to support us do us a favor though i've noticed that a lot of fans and when i'm reading the comments down below you guys you guys have uh said kind of a lot what john and i have been thinking even podcast dave sometimes when he thinks um says you know we are grossly undersubbed so i don't know what it is if it's an algorithm with the youtube but if you guys can please take uh cl our short clips or take our clips you know and uh share it all around your guys social media um you know it was weird we went through a stint for like we were, at, we were stuck at like 114 115 for like almost a, a year and then all of a sudden we went from 115 to 117 you know within like a month and a half so it's I don't know what the hour how the algorithm's changing and that type of stuff with the YouTube. So if you guys can just uh, take some of our clips and share them around or uh, let people know about our about our content that we're releasing. So we appreciate you guys, our fans, we support you guys, and we thank you guys for supporting us. And uh, hey, go to WayneandMerch.com, pick up some of our sweaters and our hoodies and things like that. Look at Big John's. Hey, Josh, hey, while you're sitting. While you're saying thanks, can I just say, um, can I just shout out someone who who also helped the pod as well? One of the fans, um, Dave the Greco on Instagram, hooked me up with some software for the the captions on the reels. Um, mm. So so that was big help, and I appreciate that. Just want to give nice. a shout out to Dave. I did notice that you had some new stuff going on. I was like, all right, cool. Maybe Dave wasn't being lazy this week, but then I realized that this Greco guy actually Dave did it for Greco. You. Dave, Dave the Greco is, is the reason for it. Thanks, Greco. We thanks, appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. Greco. Hey, if you guys have any, if you guys have any more stuff like that that you want to, you think could help benefit the podcast, reach out to Podcast Dave, or reach out to us on our YouTube channel or uh, our OnlyFans channel, and uh, you know, like I said, it's free, the OnlyFans, and reach out there and see if there's any content you want to help Dave with. You guys, we'd love to have your guys' help and your guys' input, so we appreciate you guys a lot. John, take us. All right, away, so now the question is, are you ready for Hawaii? 
Yeah. You we know. take off tomorrow. Yes, we do. We do take off tomorrow. I mean, I am. I still got to pack. The great thing is when you pack for Hawaii, <laughs> there's like two pairs of shorts, it's, 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 it's sandals, flip-flops, shorts, <laughs> yeah. t-shirts. What, what, you know what I love, right? Is I don't have to actually pack a suit. Thank you, Lord. I love that. It's the, it's the best. best part. A Hawaiian I shirt. Pack a damn suit in there and get it all smashed in and then iron yeah. it. It's like, ah. It's, it's just one, oh, two Hawaiian shirts now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't bother me. And I can actually I don't have to pack it, to be honest. I can just buy them when I get there. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go like, shopping together. The only problem is I mean, they're fucking expensive. Yeah, especially when they're the size of Omar the tent maker. <laughs> <laughs> Your size, huh? Oh man, yeah, they're they're expensive, man. I didn't realize like a good Hawaiian shirt will run you. But it's 80, the one thing I love about oh, easy. eighty to one hundred twenty-five bucks. Oh yeah, one hundred fifty. Yeah, yeah. But it's the one thing I love because Hawaiians, some big big men, so they make big big shirts. It's not it's all these little John, tiny. Oh, it's little tiny. No, shirts. no, they I make go to the big shirts. They also great. have a fitted section, which is where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do have the fitted. Fitted Hawaiian shirts yeah, do. compared to the regular yeah. Hawaiian shirts. The first year, Bellator made us some, and uh, they, I, think, I think they were made by Ruka. They were fucking fantastic. I loved them. Problem was, is they had like the normal body frame of a yeah, Hawaiian. Yeah, it was great. And I so I have that. to have it clipped behind my back. You don't have to have it clipped, you candy ass. It, you just want it clipped. It looked like I was wearing a fucking dress or a fucking parachute. <laughs> well, okay I was okay if you wear a dress. That shit was, it was so wide. Like, it, I had to clip it behind. And there was there was just no way. All right, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for supporting the Waiting In Podcast. And John, take us away, buddy. Hey, everyone. Have a great time watching all the fights. We got Friday, Saturdays, got doubles up. So just make sure you tune into the fights. Enjoy them, and we will see you.